Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 155 for the week of November 27th. That's right. It's been Thanksgiving week in the U.S. United States of America. Everywhere else, happy whatever. Um, maybe it's holidays. Maybe it's nothing. But uh, it's, it's happy it's Thursday. Nothing. Happy Thursday. Yeah, happy Thursday week. Thursday celebration week. TCW. No. All right. Well, um, we've got a we got a show for you. Hopefully, that'll make your week happy. I hope. And uh, <laughs> on on the show this week, I've got John Yearworth. Yo. Emmanuel Marino. Hi. Anna Marie Newfeld. Good morning. And for the first time in a long time, Mr. Michael Tidwell. Did Manny just do like some deep throated high or what? I think so. I think that was more a I am still waking up high. Oh, waking up. <laughs> How late nope. did you end up staying up last night? I don't know. It's cold here. It's whoa, cold. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's my cold. answer to everything. How cold is it? It's cold like, enough that with someone who's used to 90 degree weather is uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. I, okay, what is it see. here? It's 28 believe, here. What is it for you, Mike? I believe. Well, I don't know, but on Wednesday it was six. Six. That was in Salt Lake, though. Hmm. Uh, no, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. So, Mike, what have you been up to all these months? I take kids to ballet. <laughs> Taking kids to ballet. That's right. Yeah. That's what I do Saturday mornings. Isn't that great? Yeah. Um, actually, next week, I believe, we're starting to try and find a time where we can have you on more often. That'd be so cool. We'll see how that goes, at least until your schedule stabilizes again for Saturday. Um, but we'll play it by ear. See how it goes. Yeah, Maybe people you really think, like you the new time. You think Manny sounds tired? Uh, if you switch the time around, I'm going to be podcasting at what? Two, three in the morning? Well, you don't have to. I mean, we could, ah, we could do I multiple times and stuff. This we is could make fun. It really confusing for the listeners. <laughs> Wait, how how would we make it confusing for the listeners? We could change time every week. Every week, oh, for the live stream listeners, just totally, yeah, screw them over. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds fun. I was gonna say you sound a little too excited about that, Chris. <laughs> this intrigues me. Oh, <laughs> sorry. The chat rooms keeps leaking this game I've never heard of before called Majin and the for- Forsaken Kingdom. I've never heard of this one, and it looks like Eco, except you're 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 guiding around a large tree ant. What the heck? Our big giant tree beast thing. You ever heard of this one? No. Nope. Enslaved is like Eco, but the girl isn't stupid. Oh. <laughs> it's, I think that's the best explanation of Enslaved, right? She wasn't stupid. I mean, she was isn't that the, the charm of the game? Yeah, well, no. here, here the girl gives you cool tech gadgets and doesn't get herself killed. So That's much better, actually. Yeah, that's, Wait, that's what I thought. <laughs> she doesn't get killed. What's the point? Well, I mean, you still have to do stuff to make sure she doesn't, and you don't get killed and don't lose the objectives. But, yeah, it's, um, it's a traversal game where you're trying to get from point A to point B, and you have to figure out how to do it. Each stage is kind of a puzzle. There's also fighting and stuff and all that. That's how Enslaved is. So it's part fighting, part eco, part... Um, cinematic experience. The opening mm-hmm. of that game. Download the demo. Just 
play the demo. That thing opens awesomely. And I you know, the demo's don't free. Play games. Yes, you do. You're playing one right before this show. <laughs> it was a liar. Mean. Liar. Mean, mean, mean. <laughs> Wanna go back to killing cars. Yes. Michael's been playing. Well, we'll get to that later. So let's see. <laughs> we should kick off with some feedback, except I don't have any, so I'm going to plug some. Um, please email your feedback in to us at podcast at rpgamer.com. I, I, I forgive you. It's been a holiday week. I understand. But uh, you've got all these great holiday stories now, things you time you spent with your family, interesting things you saw on Black Friday morning when you almost got trampled by going to get that $35 Halo Reach at the store. Um, I want you to tell us those stories. They don't have to be RPG related. Just tell us about the tell us about your near-death experience in front of a bunch of old ladies at Walmart. Um, I want those stories at podcast.rpgamer.com. Email us a, an MP3 file of you talking and telling us the story. That's even better at podcast.rpgamer.com. Or call us at 608-729-4098 and leave us a voicemail of what happened happened on your adventure to GameStop at midnight, you know? Because I think uh, um, some of those opened at midnight, actually. That was crazy. Yeah, I got on an airplane. It was boring. <laughs> at midnight? You got on an airplane at midnight? That would have been better, yeah. Yeah, would have been better. But you didn't. Did you get, did you get a pat down? No. Did you get an invasive x-ray? Nope. Well, apparently that's boring. The, see, apparently <laughs> the... Uh, the family line doesn't do nudie scans, so. Oh, really? Yep. So, if you're going to be terrorists, just have some fake kids with you. Yeah, I guess so. Did oh, they ask they... you any interesting questions about your kids when you go through the family line? They ask the kids the questions. Oh. Like what? Are you really? You say you are for the most part. <laughs> They're like, are you Vivian? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, it's done. I'm like, okay, sweet, bye. That's pretty well, easy. Yep. I only yelled her name four times before we got to the line, so we're probably doing okay. What do they do when kids are being contrary and they say no to everything, I wonder? Actually, that'd be a good um, sign stick, to... Stick, stick them on a, a national security watch list and prevent them from... <laughs> My Full kids on a no-fly. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't surprise you. get that printed on a t-shirt. My kids on the American no-fly hey, list. you know, if they're going to do a full cavity search, as long as they change the diaper as well... Is that a bad thing? That might be good. Wow. Full service TSA. No comment. No? No. no I no, mean, you I, can change a diaper yourself if you want. I'm just trying to... I really try not I'm to. I'm just trying to add a value what add. What the hell, Chris? I'm just trying to add a value add to the TSA. Free diaper changing. Come on. TSA, the sexual assaulters will change your diapers. <laughs> okay. I hope they don't do that for old people, too. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> you <laughs> there we go i was waiting for the ooh, but i wasn't uh, kidding now it's broken thanks a lot uh yeah so send us your feedback <laughs> that's my long way of asking you to send us feedback stop talking about the tsa there's your feedback <laughs> all right uh let's hit off uh here's an interesting one nintendo you know how they had uh they used to have space world oh yes long time ago like a long long yes you do Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so so check this out. They're going to host an event in January near Tokyo. Um, when did Space World used to happen? Do you remember? Was that May? No. I can't remember, actually. Usually April? February. February? Okay. So they're going to do... It was actually random because I know they did it in the fall for the uh, GameCube release. All right. So they're going to call this one Nintendo World. 
and it's going to be in January near Tokyo, and it's going to be basically to unveil the 3DS. Well, not unveil, but to, it's a public expo for the, the 3DS. Um, and but that's not an, so that's cool that Nintendo's doing an event for the first time in a long time, and it's kind of interesting that they feel the need to do that because they didn't do it with like the DS. I don't recall, right? I don't think they oh. did an event for the DS. I thought they did. Did they? That would be good to know. Yeah. Cause it, it, I thought they did one of those big combo concert cool things for the DS. All right. Interesting. Um, and, of course, there's no admission. And uh, 10 to 5 in, you know, on January the 8th and 9th, 10 to 4 on Monday the 10th, just in case you're in Japan. That's, those dates are in January. It's at the... Uh, oh, it was going to be at the place where TGS is, but now it's going to be held in Hall 9 across the street from Makuhari, Makuhari uh, Messe. But uh, here's the thing. They're also doing CES. What? Yeah. Nintendo's going to be doing CES this year. It is technology, so... Now, Nintendo Mm. hasn't been in CES for a long time. Obviously, um, the game companies used to do CES, and then they broke off and started doing E3, like, way, 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 way long time ago. And now you still see Sony and Microsoft at CES, but usually it's not really to show anything on their consoles. They might do a small segment on the 360 inside a press conference, and the PS3 might be there to show off its media play capabilities, but it usually isn't a big game thing. But it seems like this year that might change, at least for Nintendo, because they're going to be showing off the 3DS. And it's, it's making me wonder. We saw last month that Nintendo had really bad sales of pretty much everything compared to what they're used to, and they they were not making profits. They were actually losing money for the first time in, like, forever. So, so are they getting desperate? Everyone, everyone who's already bought a DS or Wii has now bought a DS or Wii. The market is finally just... And apparently software was not making it up for them. So that, that was the weird part. Um, it, yeah, it was like, for the first time in forever, they had a bad quarter for DS sales. Like, that's been a long time coming. And I, I, didn't th- I didn't expect that to happen for them. I figured, yeah, even if they slow down sales, the software should carry them through. But I guess they're going to blame it on piracy or something. Or maybe what they had software? a lot of research. huh? What software? Um, all the games that those kids buy on the DS, like Pokemon. Yeah, nothing came out in the last quarter. Uh, Pokemon Black and White did. That's not here. No one cares. It's in Japan, though. <laughs> Okay. Well, it didn't do what poorly a... in Japan, though. Huh? It didn't do poorly in Japan, though. Yeah, it did well, didn't uh, it? Yeah, the sales for Pokemon Black and White in Japan, I think... Uh, have, they, have they passed 5 million yet? Yeah, that's like some crazy number, I thought. Because it's Pokemon, and it's always some crazy number. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so it, it, it sounds like... the. They're going to be hammering on the 3DS. They want to really make sure this launches well, so they're going to be pounding at CES and at this Nintendo World thing. Um, and here's a weird one that I heard through, uh, um, was it through Mollywood or Becky Worley? It was through Becky Worley um, on Tech News Today. And take this with a grain of salt. She says she has contacts in the Nintendo, the Nintendo can't believe I said that. She's got contacts at Nintendo who usually are associated with the Wii system, and she says that they were saying, look for some awesome stuff at... Uh, th- basically, they gave her the impression that there's going to be a new home console being talked about at CES. Now, like I said, take that with a grain of salt, because we never see companies unveiling home consoles at CES, so that seems odd. But um, that could justify why they're finally getting involved in CES, when they usually wouldn't, Maybe. No, I think no. just needs. I think they're just trying to dominate the news cycle and say, 
we're one of the few consumer grade handheld I mean consumer anything that has a 3D screen on it it's yeah. affordable for your kids that and, that's what I would expect I just brought that out there since she said that yeah. and well she's probably crazy isn't it just like in case. E3 Thunder imagine them unveiling that at E3 and they steal the show again and they steal away all the attention from Microsoft and Sony, like they did with the 3DS. Well, yeah, except that Microsoft and Sony aren't usually the big ones at a CES. I mean, not CES, at E3, right? Oh, okay. At E3, they steal it again? Well, be, with, yeah, the yeah, with the new Wii? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, yeah, everyone was talking about the 3DS all E3 last year. Yeah, like, but, oh yeah, Microsoft has some good stuff. Oh yeah, Sony had some good stuff. How was Move? I don't know. But was everyone playing, was, was kind of ambivalent on it, though, at the same time. It didn't completely dominate. It was the fact that it was going up against the two motion control things that the hardcore oh, no. gaming press was I don't remember that totally... being the story at all. I remember people genuinely excited about the 3DS. There were some. Merits. I remember a lot of people who just weren't because it was 3D and everyone's sick of 3D. Sick of 3D. Until they got in line and they tried it out themselves. Yeah, and then nope. they said good things, but it didn't dominate. I don't recall it dominating. Remember it won best of show, E3? What does that mean? It means that first. all the people who vote, all the big major people at H publication who who's so I'm it won I, it won it. IGN and GameSpy awards. Great. Ooh. And, <laughs> that's not what that is, but a game of show from uh, what was it the the what was the association? The IDGA. There you go. The Independent okay. Gamers Association. I don't know the people who they send out to vote. Uh, to go to E3 events like the week before E3 proper. Oh, I thought that was all. Yeah, that's all press people. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the, yeah. He those... said IGN awards as if like IGN said it was a top top five things at E3. Hmm. Okay. Mm. Oh, the IGD Independent Game Developers Association. Aren't they the ones who run E3 now? No. Mm, the IDSA. No. I don't remember. There's too many stupid things. IDG World Expo is what you're thinking of. ESA runs it. That's the, uh, the European that's the Space group. Agency? Yeah, no, the <laughs> Entertainment Software Association. How's that's it working the... for you guys anyway? You guys are going to the moon anytime soon? Because <laughs> really, that's nah. what I called this podcast together to discuss, is I want to know about Britain's space program. Are, are you still going with the really long ladder strategy? <laughs> Well, All I want to know is this. When will Moonraker be finished? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's Nintendo's January event list. I hope you're excited. Um, Ecstatic. <laughs> wait, wait. When is CES again? CES is also in January. See, I thought it was I, like their last weekend. opportunity. To um, really get this in front of the pub, in front of the media, in front of, into the public eye before they're launched in Oh, March, those right? sons of jerks! Oh, so now in two days ago, Nintendo Gale reports that Nintendo being at CES was a mistake. Mm-hmm. That the CEA has officially announced that they made a mistake when issuing the press release regarding the return of Nintendo to this. They issued a press release. Oh yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> I hate when we stop like that. Yeah, so the CEA puts out a press release about Nintendo returning for the first time in 16 years. And now they've re- put out a redaction. No, no, they've actually just um, bought a private meeting room for the event. <laughs> so uh, okay. Nintendo will not be publicly exhibiting at CES. Sorry, people. 
I'm glad to clear that up. And uh, so it will be a private meeting room where they will show off, I'm sure, the 3DS in that private meeting room and maybe unveil some other stuff behind closed doors. But, uh, well, that sucks. That was a... That was, that was a great story. That was an anti-climax. That was a bit of an anti-climax. Well, they're still doing the January show in Japan. So we'll still get yes. stuff out of that. Sorry. A bunch yeah, of Japanese kids saying, though. yeah, it's really works. It's so fun. Guess <laughs> what I need. All right. Well, it's fine. So I disappointed you on Nintendo, but can I interest you on The Witcher 2? Sure. No. <laughs> okay, fine. Don't work with me here. <laughs> no, move on, Chris. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so check this out. You've been thinking about The Witcher 2's coming out? And I'm going to be able to pirate that stuff for free, and I can't wait. Well, you better think about it, um, because the the uh, CD project, the people who run The Witcher, they make it, they publish it. Um, they've been uh, informing Eurogamer that there's going to be initiative to seek out and punish those who acquire The Witcher through illegal means. So they're signing with legal firms and torrent-sneaking companies, and uh, in quite a few big countries, when people are downloading it legally, they can expect a letter from our legal firm saying, hey, you downloaded it illegally, and right now you have to pay a fine. So they're going R-I-A-A on people who download The Witcher illegally. Um, now, they don't want to be as harsh as the RIAA, so it probably won't be a $5,000 fine. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, good luck if you're trying to pirate. So don't pirate. Buy the damn game. You can pre-order it now for 10% off. Has anybody <laughs> done that? Pre-ordered no. it? No. Yeah, they're, they're doing pre-orders for like 5 bucks off now for The Witcher 2, even though it doesn't come out to like May. Yeah, Gamers Gate is having like a ten percent off the ultimate digital companion or whatever. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what the details are. Yeah, on GOG that. is also doing that. GOG is GOG's deal is great if you're overseas because they're saying, Yeah, we wanna actually only charge you the amount it is in dollars instead of the overpriced amount you have to pay if you pay in euros for the same number of euros. Because uh, you know, forty nine ninety nine euros is a lot more than forty nine ninety nine dollars. So they're giving you a gift card for the difference if you pre-order it in Europe. That's kind of cool. So look into that if you're foreign and look into, like you said, Gamersgate. If probably, you're foreign. If you're, for, if you're a foreigner to the U.S. If you're foreign, devious foreign that. national. Yes. Sorry. That Fine. was hilarious. <laughs> I wish I could go back in time and change that. Kind of like I you like could do in Radiant Historia. Okay. Now that was a segue. Yeah. <laughs> that was almost good. Gee, Chris, why don't you Funny. tell me more about Radiant Historia? So it's it's game coming out. That was awesome. <laughs> now she's working out with me. Now she's working. Oh, with she's me. working out with oh, you. Shut up! Mm. I meant working with me. Take out the yeah. word out. <laughs> Just, oh dear! Oh, you guys are this my foils. Great. All right. So Atlas is a, you know an out that uh, Radiant Historia is going to come out in the U.S. It's got steampunk time traveling, which I guess would uh, associate it with uh, Chrono Trigger, right? That's what everybody tells me, but I don't believe them. Well, I'm not saying it'd be as good as Chrono Trigger, but they both have steam chunk, steampunk time travel. So. Steam chunking. Steam chunk time travel. <laughs> oh, that's a genre I can get behind. In the box, oh. there's going to be a CD, and uh, there's also some screenshots and a little trailer, so check that out on our site. And their official website's coming up. Official website's coming out soon. Look forward to that. So the game's going to come out on February 22nd on Yay. the DS. Yes. So, 
People are Steam happy Funk, about that. Yeah. Aren't you guys happy about that? It's kind of a pseudo no. spiritual sequel to Radiant Radiata Stories, sort of. No. 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 You know, I looked. I never. I never played Radiata Stories. Michael told me to buy Radiata Stories, so I don't know why. I bought Radiata Stories and then immediately gave it to someone as a gift, and I don't think I ever got it back. Well, because you said you gave it as a gift, right? Well, I loaned it to them because they were uh, like not But able if to you walk loaned it to them and said, "Here is a gift," that may well, have no, been the confusion. Like, Here, I, I'm not going to play this right away, so play oh, okay. it and then give it back to me. And they stole it. Ugh, no. They I sold it to me. I haven't bothered asking for it. They sold it to me. Hmm. So that's the game where you go around kicking stuff, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought that yeah. was Fable. No. No. It's like your primary form of interaction in the world. Was well, that chicken chaisa? Hmm. She well, not. Another game where you can kick stuff, I think, is Elder Scrolls, right? No. Yeah. If I kick you mean kick the bucket, then sure. Yeah. yeah, thanks. All right, so check this out. Rumor turns out, uh, or there's a there's a big rumor, as there has been for a while, there's another, it's coming back, that Elder Scrolls V is currently in development, and that will be a direct continuation of Oblivion. Um, so Eurogamer well, says... That also, will that also directly continue all of Oblivion's bu- uh, bugs that they haven't patched Oh, of yet? course, absolutely. So this source not only confirmed that the game is in current production, but also spoke briefly about the content with fantasy-sounding phrases like Dragonlord, something with the blades. Um, they... Source had official game documents in hand, and the chronological sequel, sequel to what happened in the Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. I'm not surprised. Didn't we? Uh, wasn't there a prequel book that just came out recently? Yeah, a while back the book, the, the Infernal City. Of a yeah, book that's right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I was really shocked that they're making... I'm pretty sure that we've known Elder Scrolls V was coming for quite some time. Some people expected Fallout 4 next. No, they make two games. (laughs) Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And we're kind of... I mean, Fallout Fallout done... done, done, We're done with Fallout, I think. Are you sure? New Vegas did really well. Why not keep doing it until it sells bad? You mean Activision, that game? Yeah, basically. I guess I don't have a high opinion of game developers nowadays. I just figure that that's what they do, right? Game keep... dev story. You've been playing too much game dev. Story. I have been because that's what I do there. <laughs> just keep pushing it out until they stop buying it. <laughs> All wow. sales are down. Move to a new new genre. All right. All right, Mister Kotick. <laughs> uh, so I, I think I, I was dominating the world in that one with fitness. <sighs> off the game is so awesome. <laughs> so, any idea when this might come out? Uh, this one? No. Pff, no. 2013. Like late yeah, like I'm, early I'm, I would say Q4 2013. Yeah, it doesn't say. <clears throat> that would be a completely mm-hmm. uneducated guess. Yeah, it really doesn't say. Um, Kind of like how we've never gotten news about when Inazumala 11 might come out in the U.S. Well, now never. we have some news. That it's going to be put in English. Because it's coming out in Europe. Yeah. So check this out. It's going to be in English. And guess what? (laughs) Most DS games are not region locked. No, they are not. Some are, especially DSi games. Um, So we have to be careful and check out this one. But if this one truly is in English, um, this means everyone can get it if they want to. Just import it. Refresh my memory. Inazum 11 is the soccer The soccer RPG. And it looks like they're starting with the first one. Yeah, there's level been five. two of them from level five. The same people do Dragon Quest nowadays. Um, 
Dragon Quest Soccer. Dark Call me crazy, but I don't think the US will care. Yeah. Until they make what? Friday Night Lights the RPG. (laughs) So yeah, right now that's gonna mean out in Norway and Sweden. Apparently that's what a European release means nowadays. European Norway and Sweden and it'll be in English. So figure that out. So it'll probably come out here at some point. Probably. Probably. So I recommend uh if you're interested in that Paying attention, make sure it's uh, compatible with the USDS, and uh, import that that sucker. Ah, uh, you almost said a bad word. <gasps> Chris, I did. Yes. Mm-hmm. It sounded like you were about to say import that. Sh- oh, that okay. Super, import that super. steampunk time travel. Oh, yeah. it's a yeah. uh, good old steampunk. Because that's the current popular nerd thing. It's, steampunk is always a popular nerd thing. Have you been to Comic-Con lately? Uh, no, I, I haven't, to. actually. <laughs> Should I go? Huh. No. Steampunk I shouldn't making... go. Too much steampunk. We should be talking about, did you hear about like, the ticket disasters? with? Ste- I don't know. No, what? I hear things. Ticket disasters? I, I don't know. I, 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 someone mentioned, I'm having a hard time getting my tickets for Comic-Con on Twitter, and then I closed the window. Oh. That's a good idea. <laughs> and then I closed the window. <laughs> And so email crap wasn't important. DM. All right, so fine. You guys don't like what I've got for you so far. How about bringing back Lufia 1 and 2? Are they going to screw it up again? Um, it's going to be the same <laughs> games that you played on the Super Nintendo. Are they going to make it better, or are they just going to re-release the ROMs? It's just the re-release of the ROMs. Okay, I'm bored now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so no. So you guys want to go play WoW or something? All right, so oh. D- Darius Twin, Lufia 1 and 2 have been patented... Or been fi- trademarks have been filed with the patent office, not patented. They're trademarks. Taito's filing them, which surprises me that they didn't already have trademarks for them. So this could point to a virtual console release in the U.S. of these games. So there you go. And then you too can do a 99 floor dungeon. Didn't they just remake Lufia 2 and put it on the yep. DS? Yeah. Yep. It was awful. Hmm. Just like I said. Awful or mediocre? I'm going to go with awful. Okay. Maybe. Me? Okay. Whatever. Fine. So we're not happy with Japanese game developers right now, are we? We're not happy with any game developers right now. So I like Kenji Nafune. Ken Oh, but he left. What is he doing? Criticizing Japanese game developers. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. So you're happy with the guy who's not currently developing a game but criticizing them. Great. Alright. So JRPG. Kind of an important concept to our site. You know, if they mm-hmm. didn't have that, we wouldn't have like Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest games. We wouldn't have RP Gamer. But it's been kind of getting rocky the past year or so. Maybe the past two years, maybe the past three years. Depending on how far back you want to go and how many games you want to say were good in the past. Oh, year. if you listen to the right people, JRPGs have been ruined ever since Final Fantasy V came out. That was Including seven. But, all right. Um, so, what can we do about JRPGs? Well, we can't do anything. But Image Epoch. Or, as I've been told, Image Pooch, which is my new favorite pronunciation of this name. Image Pooch. We should have a poll on the site. Did you think it was Image Pooch? This is the best. (laughs) The Image Epoch. It's an honest mistake. They had a big, big, big press event this week. Um, Mm -hmm. So they, well, I don't know how big it was, but they're trying to do kind of a level five thing. Huh? What was the press event? Tokyo. Hmm. So they I'm had surprised. a they they debuted the fact that they're doing a label so that you know they're going to have like 
you know how companies have like the the uh Nintendo had the touch generations label all these games are meant for 40 year old or 80 year old grandpas or something like that um but that was more like just like a a series of games well, right. that's that's it's all just, label is is just a, a set of a collection of games that meet a certain. Well, you theme. could set up a publishing label, right? Or is it just like the signature, the Criterion series of games. Well, yeah, but I mean, the publisher is the same publisher, but like the idea is this label. You know that if it's released under this label of that publisher, then it should be relevant to your interests or something like that. That that's how a, a, an image label works, right? Well, whatever. So, the, well, I'm the, glad you explained it. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> so that's what they're doing here. Uh, JRPG is the name of the label. So <laughs> the idea here is everything released under this label is, of course, a JRPG. But, you know, it seems like they're really trying to push and take back JRPG and bring it back to its roots and be awesome again, right? So, so they're all going to be ape it? Yeah, they're all going to be ape it. No. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> that's funny. Uh, let's see. In explaining it, they define JRPG as, quote, an abbreviation for a Japanese-made role-playing game, also called classic style. The term carries negative connotations overseas, that's here, but it can be used in many ways. So they, uh, let's see. When was the last time that JRPG carried a negative connotation other than Final Fantasy XIII? Um, Over here, it's really negative right now, actually. People don't like JRPGs in general. It's it's kind of a big deal that yeah. like like listen to like Rebel FM or like a show like that every now and then or any like that any of those kind of bro video game podcasts and you'll hear a lot of negative JRPG talk. I mean, th- think about it. Our our best representations include things like Arcrise Fantasia. Well, I was kind of I was going to say, um, you know, people outside of a game's demographic not liking a game. God, jeez, color me shocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so JRPG has that kind of stigma of like, oh, it's that old school menu-based grindy stuff that nobody wants to play. Um, so what they, these guys are saying is, and, you know, JRPG has been kind of struggling and just floundering. They've been trying new things, and it's not been the most successful in general. Um, we have, like, very few good, solid JRPGs. Michael would say Magna Carta 2 is one of the good ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but aside from that, there's been very few. Oh, hang on, we we hang on. We showed on the there was a post on the forums that indicated that there have been more JRPGs this year rated higher on Metacritic than. Yeah, uh, do you have RPGs. do you have a, do you have something that uses good stats instead of Metacritic? Actually, no. I think that one was game reviews. Actually, okay. but yeah, right. game reviews. Not Metacritic. I don't know. Uh, I I, I I don't I don't really take meta ranking sites as a good source for that sort of discussion, but whatever. So they're saying that we've got great... Honestly, I think it would be one of the best sources because we're talking about just general Gen- sites. The general, right? the general perception of, uh, of J- yeah. JRPGs. Sorry, that's exactly what we want. Yeah, except that it's inflated by the fact that there's smaller blogs dedicated to JRPGs inflating the scores. On where? On Metacritic and game ratings. On Metacritic, they probably give them less uh, prevalence because of that. Oh, really? But they never reveal the weighting system is the problem. Yeah, but they do mention the more popular the site, the more weight it has. Fun. All right, so screw this. 
JRPGs are great, and Image Epic is releasing <laughs> a new label celebrating the JRPG. And you're gonna, I'll, I'll just spin it the new way. If you guys don't want me spinning it the way that I interpret it, I'll spin yes, it this please. way. So spin it, PR man. Yeah. So JRPG is being celebrated by Image Epic or Image Pooch, I, which I really think is a great idea. Um, Image Pooch, they're bringing out a, a, a new label, and they've got games associated with that label. So check it out. First off, we've got Chevalier Tact- Saga Tactics. Um, that sounds like a JRPG game. It does, that. and you, you know what? It is. Uh, <laughs> so it's set in traditional U- medieval European Europe. Um, European Europe. <laughs> you, no, no, let's be honest. It's Japanese Europe. Japanese Europe. It probably is. Uh, you're, you're a knight pressed into service after invaders rob the, the prince you serve of most of his territory. Um, you make a force. You attack the enemy. You get your land back. It's a strategy RPG. Um, oh, two different game modes. One is a strategy RPG, and the second is large-scale combat mode. So um, where you have... Is this uh, DS? So DS I guess strategy RPG is you know like Final Fantasy Tactics. Would large-scale combat mode be kind of like a Suikoden? Where you team up yeah. with other people, you fight Wait, p- people online to direct a much vaster force on the battlefield. Hmm. I'm trying to figure that out. Unless it's Dragon Force, that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> no. I played Dragon Force. You have to help me with that game because it, it seems terrible. I don't understand what I'm doing. What? <laughs> I, I'm going with because I mean, you're seriously, bad. you just you walk guys along a line to another castle on a map and then watch a really boring battle scene play out. You don't watch it. You're supposed to control it. Well, okay. I press a couple buttons and I usually win, but I can't recoup my troops or really take over the map. It's like... Okay, then you're doing it wrong. Okay. You're doing it wrong. By the way, um, if you really like Dragon Force, uh, based on playing that, you should try out Hills and Rivers Remain from Square Enix on the iPhone because it's the exact same style of game. Except that it's on the iPhone. What's that matter? It's very Apple's small screen. It's a very no. small screen. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's portable though. You, I don't you know play, how I can. You play. You've just spent like 300 hours on Dragon Quest. Yeah, that's not a real time game. But it's real. Well, this isn't what real time. Yeah, Dragon Force Dragon the battles Force... are in real time. No, they're turn based. No, they are not. No, they're not. Hills and Rivers Remain is real time. Okay. I just did it. <laughs> not in... No, it's it... not. Yeah, yeah, it's turn based. I get to choose my attack, and my opponent gets to choose his attack. And what? then you just did it while they're about... while they're coming towards each other. You're supposed to be able to change their formations on the fly and do magic spells and all that stuff. No, Dragon Force is not turn based. Well, you choose your attacks based on your turn. That makes you it don't have a turn. No, Once you can you start choose fighting, at any time turn. in the battle. Okay. You can change the formation to dodge their spells. You can do whatever you want. I don't get it. You'll That's because you you'll suck. have to teach me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. So Chevalier Saga Tactics is probably nothing like that, but uh, <laughs> that's the well, first one that me, they talked about. You never did oh, say what platform well. that was on. Chevalier Tactics. Chevalier Tactics is PS3. Or PS ah, PlayStation oh. Network. So it'll be... Oh. But they say high def, so it's PS3 then, not PSP. So that'll be on Maybe the PSN. PSN, right? PSN, yeah, but PSN could be both PSP and PS3. But this is PS3. Downloadable. So it'll probably be cheap. And, of course, it's only announced for Japan so far. Uh, other th- game that they're talking about, Saigo no Yakusoku no Manogatari. Uh, Story of the Final <laughs> Promise. <laughs> Final wow. Fantasy Promise? Story of the Final Promise. That's I love that. The last story? Is, there, is Sakaguchi making this one, too? No. <laughs> <laughs> or Tale of the Final Promise, depending on how you want to... Um, 
do it. So this is uh this is ex Atlas guy Yosuke Uda. And people wondering what did Yosuke Uda do at Atlas? I'll tell you. He did um, You really looked this up early, didn't you? I did. I'm totally on top of this. Yosuke Uda. Um a planner. <laughs> Yosuke Giant Bomb tells me Yosuke Uda is a person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Woo! Um This is working well. He's worked on Ten Shimigame stuff. So apparently he wasn't a very important person that I can tell. So <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I expected better when the he was included in the story here. Anyway, so he's going to be make. I guess he's uh, producing this game for uh, Image Epoch or Image Pooch, and it's PSP exclusive, and it's going to be a pretty standard JRPG because, you know, it's on the JRPG label. And so, let's see, we've got battles that they're command-based, um, and you, let's see, enemy species or types learn from previous battles against you and change their tactics accordingly, making even routine fights not so routine any longer. Ooh, that's interesting. And the concept of permadeath among your party members. So each one of you has a supply of soul points used for attacking and the like, and when it's exhausted, they're out. Like, permanently. The end. No more them. <laughs> I guess. Uh, Final Promises title is a bit murky, but let's see. Oh, who cares? No U.S. release dates yet, or details, or confirmations. Another game that these suckers well, are putting out. Well, did you mention what platform that one was? That was PSP. All right. Yeah. And another PSP game that they're putting out is Blackrock Shooter, the game. And yes, that's the title. Blackrock Shooter, the game, as opposed to the the serial, I guess. Um, this one's going to be set in a post-apocalyptic future. It's directed by Kazuya Nino, the guy who, the main guy behind the Etrian Odyssey series. Hint, Michael, hint, Michael. Um, mm-hmm. And written by Kazushige Nojima, whose last US release game was Glory of Heracles for the DS. Was that good? Um, I think it was three or three and a half, probably. Okay. Uh, I don't remember it being like terrible. Uh, let's see, Blackrock Shooter. <laughs> I her... don't remember it being terrible. Sorry, that's all I can tell you. Blackrock, because none of us played it. Because <laughs> you know, there's just been too many JR. There's been too many good JRPGs out the past two years, so none of us have had time to play them all. That's what, I, that's what I've learned today. So, <laughs> the Blackrock Shooter is uh, based on... Man, a it's pic- one extreme or another, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I've been told. <laughs> so, the Blackrock Shooter, uh, let's see, it's based on a picture posted up on the Japanese art site Pixiv by Huke, a graphic designer who did mech design work for the Metal Gear Solid series, and it may led to a fan-made music video posted around the Japanese net in 2008, that had millions of views and a 50 minute anime based on the property. So this, some guy puts up a picture and it gets turned into a fan made music video and then an anime. And now it's going to be turned into a game. Uh, so Just there we like go. Yeah, that kind of stuff does happen in Japan. Wow. A new game based on the famous It doesn't happen post. in the U S cause nobody would be able to patent the, the character design to own it. You just can't have that. Brought uh, to you from 4chan. <laughs> brought to you by 4chan productions oh can you imagine if they have their own publishing studio no. i would play pedal bear rpg <laughs> pedal bear the rpg the game uh, i think there was a there was a, a group of people on 4chan who i think tried to put together to put together a visual novel wow 
Yeah, that, um, that one's synced. For this a one will be out awesome. next summer for the PSP. Uh, the gameplay itself. Let's see if I can find some good details on it. Um, it's an action title, which. So is this not part of the JRPG announcement? No, it's an RPG. So it's an action RPG, I guess, which makes me wonder why is it under the JRPG title? To make fun of you. Yeah. It's like already we've branched out from the JRPG moniker. <laughs> uh, we're going to reclaim the term JRPG by releasing stuff that aren't JRPGs. All right. Great. So it's a sword and shield. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's a science fiction game action rpg so good luck uh let's see the only story we put up on our site was that uh, chevalier tactics was coming and i think the reason we covered that was because we had the most details on it so if you go to our story on this whole image pooch mess you can see the trailer and the scan from japan's mag from uh, probably famitsu or something that shows graphics from the psp title or the psn title you notice that now he's just calling it image pooch and not noticing yeah on purpose but yes uh so that's that's image pooch's lineup of jrpg stuff Hmm. Yeah, and uh, let's. What do we got? And I'm I'm just checking with the, the chat room. So if you come and and watch us live, and I'm sorry because I can't tell you one time that would be next week. If you come and watch us live, you can be in the chat room and say things like, uh, "Let's see. First of all, it's the Spike VGA, which means man games." And you can also say the things like, um. Oh, you can muse on the innovation of Japan, and you can talk about weird stuff. That's what they're doing in the, in the chat room right now. That's we what love we do now is talk about weird stuff. We talk about weird stuff. Let's see how this is any different. Yeah, that's a good point. So, uh, speaking of weird stuff, Hyperdimension Neptunia, the game where um, consoles become um, hot girls and battle. Hot which is so weird. This is made by the same people who did um, Cross Edge and uh, other stuff like that. Oh, Trinity now I'm depressed. Say what? Said now I'm depressed. Trinity Universe and what else? They did another one. Somebody told me another one that they did. Okay, I can't remember. But anyway, so the same people who did like those games, which uh not so hot. Oh, Agrest War. That's right. Mm. Ah, yes, the one that drove... Uh... Oh, Sam to sort of suicide oh so that game's not good either <laughs> it's really not the sausage doesn't redeem it all right good to know what's that's the problem is it's all kind of in the parts you never see because the game's so bad you know oh, okay <laughs> so you basically said you know those three games that aren't very good yeah Guess so what? here's the fourth here's one, another it's, called, one. <laughs> it's it's website just went live uh coming out in february of 2011 here and the release date in uh, Europe is still March of 2011. And, of course, it is a parody RPG in which four goddesses engage in a console war to determine who is the fairest one of all. They must protect the world of game in, game, game in, game in industry from the evil R4. It's here that they will encounter oh, humorous oh, personifications of various game companies and will even learn to summon characters from gaming history to aid them in their struggle. Please enjoy the fabulous first English screenshots. I shouldn't have read that line because I can't give you those over the podcast. So uh, nobody's excited for this one, right? Because the pedigree 
Uh, yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. JRPGs. JRPGs. You know, I'm still most interested <laughs> in Nino Kuni for JRPGs. I hope that gets a U.S. release because that looks like a good traditional JRPG. Oh yeah, Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. That's the the Studio Ghibli one that looks so beautiful. Yeah. That we are getting someday. We, are we? We don't know that actually. I thought we were. We don't know that. Mm, that's disappointing then. Yeah. We we hope we. There's rumor that Level Five will open a U.S. studio and bring out stuff like that, but we don't know. Our our U.S. publishing arm rather. Hmm. Because that's gonna be uh that's gonna be a hard one to translate. Cause, Why? Well, because it's an RPG and it's all text heavy and it has lots of voice acting. And not like any other RPG we've ever seen. I yeah, but those are always expensive. Those are like the most expensive games to localize. Yeah, but. <laughs> and it's distinctly Japanese and it's based on Studio Ghibli, which isn't as popular here as it is there. Though apparently Ponyo did quite well, so maybe that's not true anymore. <laughs> Blah, 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 all that stuff. So I'm really hopeful, but uh, yeah. Oh, and there's a PS3 and DS version. Oh, and the DS version has a really big hardbound book that comes with it that you need in order to play the game. Oh. So that makes it even easier to publish, right? Totally. Yeah. We get books all the time. Yeah. <laughs> that That's their, basically their copy protection is that this book has important stuff that you need in order to play the game. Mm. So. It's it's your spell book basically, which is kind of a cool oh. concept. But uh, and it takes like you back to old gold uh, box stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cool, and I really do hope it comes out here and somebody publishes the book. But uh, um, anyway, that's not a story this week. I don't know. I just somebody in the chat room mentioned it. I love Nino Kuni. So uh, they're telling me in the chat room that Final Fantasy. What the heck? What are they telling me? Oh yeah, no Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> people complaining about the lack of Japanese games on the video game awards Kirby's Epic Yarn is nominated for best graphics so there you go such, such beautiful nuggets of wisdom from our chat room alright well forget this um, I'm going to blow everything up because you guys aren't happy with anything you don't want Radiant Historia you, you don't want uh, Image Pooch games you don't want uh, Lufia games you don't seem pleased with Nintendo's lack of CES presence what can I do for you I'm blowing it all up and I'm going to play World of Warcraft. Split second? Yeah, no, I'm playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> Funny, though, that yeah. we could use that transition for either. <laughs> Better in split second. <laughs> so uh, World of Warcraft, uh, the world did explode. It happened uh, last Tuesday, and the cataclysm has occurred, and everything's changed, and you go to Stormwind, and a section of the city is now a smoking crater, and all sorts of fun stuff like that. You still can't fly in the old world, and you can't play as the new two ra- the two new races. Not, that will happen on December seventh when all that stuff opens up. Um, so uh, they have is... they have they have made the new uh, race and class combinations available though for the existing races. Yes, for the existing you can, races, you can play a human hunter and a, and a dwarf shaman and all that. Yeah, stuff. dwarf shaman. The dwarf shaman does not have beer stein totems though, and I'm still disappointed about that. I want my Beerstein totems. Oh. Um, and everybody's beer bean. Is anybody left on my show? So, yeah, I'm still here. 
<laughs> half cool the stuff, Skype huh? conference, for those at home, half the Skype conference has just gone BRB. And so I have to sit here and kill time because the two people who left are two people who I need to harass about World of Warcraft. But <laughs> Yeah, like the one person has been there since the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'll be back like in 15 minutes. Wrap this up. <laughs> I could talk about how I started playing like yesterday. Yeah, so that 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 is that's a good point. There's a lot of interest from the entire staff and from not from the entire staff, from a lot of the staff at RP Gamer and from a lot of the view, the listeners in uh, World of Warcraft right now. Since like basically the entire game has just changed as of last Tuesday, because all the old quest content it's all different now. So it also doesn't well, hurt. You can about, get the entire... so that, that there are some uh, there's some stuff still left over. Yeah, same quests. Well, don't tell so me yeah, that. That's not as interesting. You can get the entire thing up to Lich King for twenty dollars right now. Yeah, there's a huge sale. Um, WoW is five bucks. Burning Crusade is five bucks. Lich King is ten bucks at the Blizzard store, so you can uh, really get new accounts quite easily. So if you want to refer a friend or something like that, or if you just want to get a second account, or you've been putting off getting Lich King, now you can get it. Uh, the leveling, is, of course, has been completely changed because there's tons of new quests and tons of new content from the 1 to 60 range. The level 70 to 80 re- leveling has been reduced. The amount of experience you need to level in that range has been reduced. No kidding. About 20%. <laughs> yeah, so that's huge as well. So they're really trying to get you geared up for the new expansion. Um, so what's going on with RB Gamer? Um, a lot of people have expressed interest in doing this, so we're organizing some stuff where we're going to have... Uh, it sounds like we're going to have a guild, and we're going to have a bunch of characters on the, on the Alliance side on Draenor. Um, and so I'm not going to start this until December 7th. I'm waiting for the actual Cataclysm release, but uh, I'm going to start new characters, and I'm looking forward to hanging out with all the RP Gamer peeps in that guild and stuff. So that's going to be fun. Well, to, to give an idea of how quickly, uh, you know, I created a human hunter character on the day the patch went up. Yeah. Um, I am about two bars shy of level 36, and I've got a total play time of approximately 26 hours. Okay. So in just, over, in just over a day of play time, you know, already quite, quite a way up there. Uh-huh. I know, an, I know experienced World of Warcraft players could probably do that anyway, but I'm not an experienced World well, of Warcraft Well, the people player. really want to rocket through it, stack heirloom gear with refer heirloom gear with refer a friend, and they'll probably in that 26 hours get to like 70 or something crazy. But Yeah, well, um, yeah. But I mean, the whole point of heirloom gear and refer a friend was to get through the antiquated 160 content. Yeah. And now we have a completely remade 160 world, so... Who's stupid enough to want to skip it? Well, the people who've already people gone who through hate it leveling. already. Yeah, well, yeah, and the people who hate leveling. Um, so, Manny, have you started playing? Uh, yeah, like a day ago. Oh, you did? Okay. So maybe I should be playing with people already. Hmm. Yeah, the yeah, whole new fact, starting area for humans Chris, is quite interesting. Say yeah, what, Ma- Hannah? Show, Chris, me and you are going to go and make humans. Why? Because you've never played the human area, and it's good. Oh, okay. And is Michael back yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you are planning to do a worgen, right? I think so. You think so? Okay. Is that how we decided? Uh, yes. You're going to be a hot That's dog girl. All right, okay. You're making a hot bitch. Oh. <laughs> it's okay using the proper context, people. <laughs> That's right. No? I'm just wondering if I have to hear that for the rest of my life now. No, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll bleep that. All right, so... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, and everyone's making a guild. There's a there's RP Gamer Guild already. Um, how do do we want 
people to join that? How anyone, do we want everyone, to... yeah, everyone who's, yeah. everyone I, mean, I think is If you're interested, um, it's just do a slash who RP gamer, uh, message someone, uh, and, and anybody who's in the guild can guild invite. Just, uh, yeah. Whoa, anybody can guild invite? Yeah. Wow. At the moment. <laughs> We're keeping I mean, it wide we're open right now. We're not telling people to add random people that they meet on the street or anything. It's just, hey, I'm you know X Y Z from RP Gamer. Can you invite me, please? Is okay. generally how we've been doing it. And again, that is Alliance on Draenor. Um, I'm sure at some point we'll experiment with some horde characters because uh, there's probably some people who want to try out goblins, but we'll figure that out later, I guess. Goblins. I want to be a goblin hunter. They have a crab pet. There you go. <laughs> You're saying no. That's like, crap. You can anybody can get a crab, right? Yeah, but goblins start with a crab. Oh, okay. Yeah, level one hunters now have a pet inherently, and it's a pet that's well associated with their race. Ah. Yeah, humans get wolves. Yeah, night elves get cats. Um, trolls Kitty. get yeah. Trolls get a raptor. Um, orcs get a pig, I think. Dwarves and get then... a bear? Yes, I think I so. Figure that one out because of the Blizzard CGI. That's where yeah. the Worgen get a what? They get a dog, right? Worgen get a the Mastiff. Yeah. Oh. The dogs so get, get dogs. A, they get a really nice bloodhound. Oh, what, did you want them to get a wolf? <laughs> Might be a bit redundant. That would be a little like And they get that there's actually a new dog model that they basically made for the worgen. So here's my question for people who've been trying the new content now, um how is it? Is it interesting? Is it fun? Does it feel better than WoW used to be? Oh yeah. It does feel better. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's just all of the little details are so much more salient. And I mean, it's nice because it's one of those things where if you're a new player you'll appreciate it and if you're an old player you'll appreciate it. Um for example, in Durtar there's been a whole bunch of flooding. And one of the things that flooded is there used to be like a valley that you went into and it had thunder lizards. And it also had like a little corner that had some of the twilight cult. And because of all of the shaking, that is now flooded. So you used to actually have to go down and get thunderhide pelts and kill the gob- one of the, the goblin inside the little twilight camp for his orb. Now that it's flooded, you have to pull the thunder lizard bodies out of the water ah. because they're still electric. They're still electrically charged. And on top of that, you still do have to go get the orb and you pry it out of his dead, drowned hand. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And the place like um, Thousand Needles the, is now flo- completely flooded. The uh, the tops of the needles as they used to be are now islands, sort of thing. Nice, pretty cool. So, did anybody yeah, log out at the bottom of Thousand Needles to see if they drowned? No, uh, no, because you got you got you would have been moved. Oh, boo! <laughs> you got yeah. moved. I had a couple characters that got moved. And uh, Desolus has now actually got green in it. Uh, Darkshore is a smoking wreck. Oh, Darkshore is just an epic zone now. It's just incredible all the changes they made. It flows um, so well. What else? Uh, uh, um, have you it's... seen Booty Bay yet? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> oh yeah, there's part of um, uh, I think it's Stone Tower Mountains, which is on fire because there's a volcano in the middle of it now. 
Nice. Um, uh, basically, every zone has been touched. Touched. Yes. So new quests, new lore, different uh, geography. And in some places, actually a different level spread. Like, yep. ob- as Shower being the obvious one. Um, both Western and Eastern Plague Lands are lower level now. Yeah, I'm currently in the Plague Lands, despite only being level 36. Nice. Yeah. West- Western Is that Plague area Land. any funner? I don't like that place. They've started, well, the, 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 they've started to reclaim it, as it were. Oh, okay. So. Make the Scourge go into a retreat. Yeah. Are there any quest lines to, like, fix Stormwind? <laughs> not yet because it's kind of yet, broken <laughs> yeah that, that's stuff that they said that they the want crap. to do but it's going to be a slow rollout yeah I imagine that being said the, the phasing that they can do now is phenomenal have like, you done the west quests have I done westful no I want to do it today with Chris but just as an example uh at one part in, in Duratar, because I was playing a troll with a friend, um, the two of us were scouting. Basically, the you go up to the top of the tower, and the guy's like, take my telescope, look out uh, onto the land, and see if you can find... There's four people we still can't find, so you take the telescope and you look out. And each time you look out, you are moved into a slightly different phase. Oh, Nice. So before you look at anybody, you're in a different phase. And by the, I, I looked at two people, and my friend hadn't gotten to look at any people yet, and we couldn't see each other. We weren't in phase. Cool. So they uh, basically they're making their quests feel more realistic. Oh yeah. So definitely, nice. definitely cool. So lots of fun stuff with World of Warcraft. Um, go check that out now because you can do it right now. You can get the the base games really cheap now. You can join our guild. And we're going to have lots of fun with Cataclysm. And that's not to mention all the, the fun Cataclysm stuff coming out, the new races, the the um, 80 to 85 content, being able to go and level in Mount Hygel, you know, all that sort of fun stuff. And uh, all that sort of cool stuff to come still with Cataclysm. And, of course, lots of updates from Blizzard, as they are prone to do with every expansion. Um, and in addition to that, how about something that I'm going to try and get you excited about something else. How about... Another PSP RPG. Yay! From the people who made Half Minute Hero. Oh. Oh, you don't you didn't like <laughs> Half Minute Hero? I haven't played it. Oh, okay. It's called Jacandia, the Timeless Land. Uh, the story takes place in a peaceful land called Jacandia, where people have been oblivious to the concept of time. Suddenly, hordes of demons have threatened the land, setting the wheels of time into motion, and it's up to the player to help restore peace and unity to the previously timeless land. A spirit known as Temtem has the power to manipulate time and summons ta- nine heroes to become the champions of Jacandia. However, only one hero, AI, made it through the void and into Temtem's presence. AI must now restore Jacandia to its former prosperity, but must also save his friends from being lost forever. So you're going to go through lots of different dungeons and set the time limits within the dungeons and they're all, the dungeons change based on the time limit you set. The longer you spend in the dungeon, the more likely uh, you are to discover rare items, but you also deal with more monsters and devastating traps. You can also customize the heroes, discover magic orbs to aid you on your quest, and activate an awakening mode that makes players stronger 
faster and even more powerful. Uh, can support up to four people using ad hoc on the PSP, and uh, so you can do kind of a, a coliseum mode where stages are times and players can battle against their friends to win the highest score. It is set for spring 2011 release. And is that uh, in North America? Or? It doesn't say in the story. <laughs> Okay. But oh wait, Access is announcing it. So in North America, that would be U.S. I believe. Mm-hmm. Jacandia, the Timeless Lands, the Timeless Land sequel from Half Minute Hero People, or not sequel, but another title from Half Minute Hero. So can't people. we just get a sequel of Half Minute Hero? Um, I they were... not. Yeah, I don't know. I thought they were too. So does that sound interesting? I think so. Maybe it could be thirty-two second hero. Thirty-two. Actually, yeah, I thought there was a half minute hero sequel. There is, there is going to be a half minute hero sequel. Apparently, I'm being told it's Ale, not AI. I'm sorry, the font looked like either way. Hmm. All right, so Hail, Al, A L, Al. I've been told I have, I have a weird accent for saying Al. Give a weird accent in general. Oh, I do. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. It's all Midwesty. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, I just eat lots of corn. That's, mm, that's corn. how that, that works. And cows. You eat your cows. You eat a lot of cows. I do eat a lot of cows. <laughs> Yesterday I had turkey, though, that I cooked myself. Mm. Yesterday, Thanksgiving part I two. Because I went to friends for Thanksgiving, and then for Thanksgiving, and I had bought all the food. I didn't expect to get invited to friends for Thanksgiving. So yesterday by myself, I had all my Thanksgiving food that I bought, and it was, like, really good because I was... Uh, cooking stuffing and stove i like stove i like stovetop stuffing or whatever and it's I good like, and i like butterball turkey breast and that's what i cooked and it was awesome it was so good i cooked nothing yeah i know you went to a restaurant didn't you yeah i went to marine calendars had what, was that 13 excellent? people there oh it was passable it was passable. <laughs> oh, it was passable. <laughs> like, okay. That's so a three out of five. <laughs> the, the ham had too much pineapple glaze. The turkey was good. Tam, the stuffing was good. Right. And um, I don't like yams. And I don't like real oh. cranberries. Or real, um, yeah, cranberries. Cranberries are kind of gross when they're not in can form. Was it? And, you, they were just cranberries by themselves? There was no sauce? Oh, they were, ugh, There was lots of sauce. Was it uh, citrusy? Was it too orangey? I just don't like the texture. Okay. I'm just, cranberries don't come from a can. They're just not edible. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. And, they're um, just not edible unless they're in a can. The apple pie was okay, but kind of disappointing. But my wife managed to somehow get chocolate silk pie, and then I was just jealous and didn't really want to eat my apple pie so anymore. Why didn't you go up and get some of that? Because it wasn't on the menu. She apparently worked it out. Oh, she doesn't like pumpkins. She doesn't like apple. Can I have, oh, I don't know, chocolate silk? And they're like, oh, we'll see. I'm like, you dork. I want that's, chocolate that's silk. That's cheating. Now. You can do, it's holiday, so you can do a pecan derivative. You can do a pumpkin style. You can do um, maybe a pumpkin cheesecake or something like that. But that's, She doesn't like pumpkin. I'm sorry. I like pumpkin. You know what I just read? That um, apparently um, pumpkin pie is an aphrodisiac. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It increases <laughs> the combination of pumpkin pie with lavender scents can increase blood flow by forty percent. Why are you reading this? I was listening to it on a tech podcast that was looking for stories to cover on Thanksgiving, and that's one of the ones I came up with. They're saying blame the pumpkin pie for increased sex drive. <laughs> All I gotta yeah. say is wow. Yeah. 
And things we've learned on RPG things cast we've learned today. on RPG cast. Um, how about, here's one you probably haven't learnt, heard of, and I'm glad to tell you about it. French indie game developer Beyond the Pillars has announced the release of episode one of the turn-based RPG Winter Voices. Um, for those of you who've been following it, episode zero Avalanche came out a little while ago, kind of a shorter tutorials episode, um, and this is. I don't know if tutorial is the right one, but kind of an intro one. But this is episode one, the first full episode. It is out now. It tells the story of a young woman who must struggle against the turmoil within her own mind as she leaves her home and travels in the midst of a cold winter. The game features three different classes for the heroine to choose from and will have complex skill tree with more than 120 skills. So episode zero and one are both out. They're available for $4.99 on Steam, and I think you can purchase them at directly from the game's website at www.wintervoices.com where you can also get Mac versions. Um, I believe the PC PC version only on Steam. They're not doing the little dual thing. I don't know why. So go check that out if you're interested in an independent, episodic single-player RPG. We don't see a lot of those. Um, do you guys think this is a good format for the genre? Being able to download no. your RPG in episodes? No. Even at five bucks a piece? I just, I want the whole game at once. When they did it for After Years, I just waited and waited and waited, and I still haven't bought it. Well, buy it. It's all out now. What are you waiting I know, for? But now it's out of my mind because it's not new anymore. It's not out of your mind. It's right here. Buy the After Years. Split second is in buy my the mind. After right? years. Buy the After Years. I have to click the in after. my Wii first. Oh, that's, that's an issue. Um, we're is. talking Winter Voices, Funatman. I think. <laughs> Or we could be talking we. We don't know. I don't know what we're talking about now. But Winter Voice is the one I was just talking about. No we're interest from anyone in the podcast for that, huh? I think they all mm. What about the need, concept need, of need an more. episodic RPG? Yes or no on the concept? Haven't we done this before? You don't like it, Mike. I get it. What else? Is Telltale game um, doing it? Telltale. I own like every single but game they Those have. aren't RPGs. <laughs> no, but I they're certainly know. episodic. A lot of companies can't answer the to question. pull it off. Say what, Manny? A lot of companies can't seem to pull it off. The timing, making sure everything's done in time. Hmm. Releasing it in a timely schedule. Well, they're not Valve. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Valve episodic it's, games. Yeah. <laughs> you made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting on Half-Life Episode 3, jerkwads. <laughs> <laughs> Bitterly waiting, no less. Apparently so. Hmm. Uh, okay. So apparently no on episodic RPGs. Sorry, Winter Voices. Hopefully some you of you fail. will give them a try. Um, we're going to try and get some really code so we this. can review it or give a give an impression of it. So we'll let you know how we progress on that. Uh, let's see. And finally, those of you who have been fans of the idea of Death Spank but didn't really want to invest in downloadable content on your 360 for whatever reason, maybe you don't have one, or your PSN, I guess it was on too, um, you now have another option. Death Spanks available now for purchase on Steam, and Thongs of Virtue will be out on November 30th for PC, um, and December 14th for Mac. So you can play it on your PC or your Mac. Um, it's going to be uh, there. As of yesterday, there were sales on this. They were about ten or eleven dollars a piece. The normal price is fifteen bucks each. But uh, so keep your keep your eyes peeled for sales on that. Go check it out now on Steam. And you can get some Death Spank action yourself. Um, no word of a bundle, because that would be nice, too, where you just get everything. And uh, something to note is that I believe you get free DLC mm. on one of these. 
Uh, but you don't know which. No, I don't. I, I I messed up the story. Death Spank PC Free DLC. Let me search for that. Excuse me. Yes. <coughs> that was loud. Uh, oh, when you buy Thongs of Virtue, you get the Snowy Mountain Dungeon add-on. So... And additional playable co-op character named Sidekick Tanko when you buy <clears throat> the, I think, Fongs of Virtue part. So, check that out. And that's all I get for news. Yay. Oh, and I've been told that Death Spank is only 745 on PSN right now. That's as of today, Saturday, November 27th. So, hmm. all right. That's all our news stories. This, lots of news for a Thanksgiving a week, don't you think? Yes. That's not normal. They all missed me. They wanted me to talk about yeah, it Yeah, they lot. did. They did. But you didn't talk much. You just said how you hate everything. I do hate everything. <laughs> I've gone cynical. <laughs> it's become a cynical developer. Well, yeah, pretty much. What's your proper title? Not developer. I'm web developer. Web developer. Mm-hmm. I make the web go. You make the web go. The whole internet, Michael makes it go. Hey, if Al Gore can invent it, I can make it go. Fair enough. (laughs) Oh. I guess it could be worse. We could be covering game tattoos like Kotaku does. (laughs) See, one of them has has Link, and one of them has hearts. Wow. That makes it all good. What happens if you leave him and then you just have the hearts on your hand? It's it's only got three and a half hearts full. That's weird. Mm -hmm. She's filling the hearts from the wrong direction, too. I only know that that tattoo will look so hot when she's 40. Oh, yeah. I'm (laughs) sure it will. My ironic gaming tattoo. (laughs) Oh, we should talk about what we've been playing. Who wants to go first? Any, Any volunteers? Wow, okay, that means I'll go first. Chris <laughs> like, I'm not going first. So after the podcast last week, um, I think we watched, like, no, we didn't watch any StarCraft two because there wasn't any. What did we do? I don't remember. So, um, oh, yeah, that's right, I played some WoW. So the day after, the day after, after the podcast, what I did is I went out and bought Donkey Kong Country Returns, and oh my gosh, what an awesome game. I don't know what to tell you about it because it's not an RPG. But uh, so I have to apologize for that a lot on the show. It seems like, but I'm gonna do it again because this game feels just like the old Donkey Kong countries and with lots of new things and like it's just another newer developer's take on it. This is Retro Studios. These are people who did um, um, the Punch Out game. So they they can do like pretty much anything they want because they are just awesome and I love them. Um, anyway, so this is uh, this is this is uh, Donkey Kong Country. You know, it's got all the old stuff you remember from Donkey Kong Country. You got Donkey Kong, you got Diddy Kong. There's no none of that other stuff, Dixie Kong or whatever her name was. It's just you and Diddy Kong, and you're going through levels, and you get to roll over gaps and jump out of it, and get items, and find hidden areas, and jump on things' heads, and collect bananas, and ride rhinos, and all the old stuff you used to love to do. And um, it, it seems like it's it for me the exploration's a bit. Uh, more rewarding because it feels like I can actually find hidden levels in this one as opposed to the first one where things were so completely random. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's got lots of, it's just really well designed and the levels are fun, they're interesting, they're varied. And oh my gosh, when you see the first um, silhouette level, it's just so striking 
Like, even though it's on the Wii, just the graphics at that level are like, oh, it just made me gasp. It was awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm having just a wonderful experience playing through this, and it's got some nostalgia, and it's got some new stuff, and it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful mix. Um, it's just a great combination making for a wonderful, wonderful game experience. I highly, highly recommend it, and I want to go back and play lots more. So I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Is that enough? Is that not enough? Works for me. I was wrong. Retro Studios didn't make a Punch Out. They made a Metroid Prime one through three, which were good. I want to clarify that. So they they still did good stuff, but I didn't want to give them the wrong credit. Um, so that's what they've been doing. That's what they were doing instead of Metroid um, Other M, I guess. <laughs> Since they gave Metroid Other M to Team Ninja. Hmm. Interesting stuff. Well, it explains the difficulty, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, some people complain about the controls, but I haven't had a problem with them so far. They they do have some motion in there that kind of unnecessary. They could have done to maybe not have it, but it, it hasn't hurt the game experience for me. So, yeah. Every game has something you don't like, right? So. Oh, yeah. What have you been playing, John? Um, I've been working on that second play that second playthrough of Mass Effect Two. I've been playing World of Warcraft. Um, other than that, I've been trying to get um, uh, my uh, console programming university assignment working. <laughs> not ah. much of a game because it uh, it's not finished yet. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's actually consumed a quite considerable amount of time. So I'm. Uh, I'm actually just taking a time out this particular Saturday and playing World of Warcraft. Cool. I say, I honestly, I, I really can't really say that much else about what I've been doing this week. I've just been busy with other stuff. Right. I'd like to have uh, finished that second, uh, the, sorry, that third playthrough of Tales of Asperia for the um, Tales of month, but I don't think that's going to happen. I thought it was a year of Tales, not just a month of Tales, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's a month for each game. Oh, okay. So. I mean, I, I will probably continue it up until the point in which I no longer have access to my PlayStation 3. When, well, not my PlayStation 3, but uh, up until the point in which I lose access to it when I go home for Christmas. But, oh. Uh, hmm. Yeah. Oh, well. That's okay. You're playing New that's, WoW, and that's fun, too. Yeah. <laughs> Michael... Although it is, I said, I, I, I'm not going to recommend it because it's against my policy for recommending RPG, uh, recommending MMOs. So oh, I'm just gonna because, they're, they're li- because they are life-shattering? Yes. Well, there's that, and the fact that everyone has their own opinions on MMOs, and I say up until the point in which uh, Cataclysm came out, I wasn't a particularly big fan of it either. Got it. So, so uh, Michael, what have you been playing this week? Um, or the past few months, even. Dragon Quest Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Dragon Quest Nine, Dragon huh? Quest 9. Yep. So um, you, about... you, you're one of these hardcore Dragon Quest Nine players now that's reincarnated like 80 times, right? Just once. I'll work on doing more later. So you've maxed out all your skills? Yeah, well, all those skills for the classes, not all the weapons yet, because I only use specific weapons anyway. Ah, okay. But I'm trying to farm a Dragonlord map, which is only a 5% drop, so... Well, some kinda... of the weapon skills have things you can use even without the weapon, though. Yeah, but I haven't done this quest yet. Okay. I'm actually trying to go through and do all the quests, but I'm only up to like 27 or something. Got it. I mean, number 27 sequentially. Mm-hmm. But, 
I really want the Dragon Lord map, and I've kind of been focusing on that. How do you get that? You have to kill the spoiler thingy, and he has a 5% drop. The spoiler thingy? It's one of the characters that reincarnates in a grotto. Reincarnates in a grotto? What do you mean? It's one of the grotto bosses. Oh. How is it a spoiler? It happens after the story's over. He's also a character in the story. Mm. Okay. So the last boss comes back. No. Oh. Okay. Whatever. Um. I. I, I yeah. Let's just not go and explain it. I don't think you're spoiling Dragon Quest Grottos. I don't know that it can be done. <laughs> well, I could try. <laughs> okay. Um. Have they released a lot of the st- the storyline quest quests or not? Um. They've released most of them. I think the ones up after this. I mean, there's a couple more. Okay. I think key points. But for the most part, you're going to start looking for boss maps at this point. Because like, think... last time I tried to do some, I was like stalled out because I didn't have the next set of quests. Yeah, I think Estark came out this week. Okay. Well, I already had his map anyway. I know. Um, me too. Something that bugged me was like uh, trying to go to the Santa Claus one and he's not there. And all that <laughs> stuff. He's not there. It makes me sad. He wasn't there. Yeah. So you're doing uh, all these, there's all these like classic bosses right all these those boss Legacy maps bosses. are from old games mm-hmm. and they're really strong in this one and all that stuff and you've been playing no, they're them. not that strong anymore well they, they used to be until you started getting 30 levels in a couple hours <laughs> i can get 90 levels in a couple hours now <laughs> so you got all that metal slime equipment they've been selling this past week i did not get the um legs they yeah, never all, came up all that came up for me was like the sword and the gauntlets so I got the sword, the spear, the hel- I got three helmets, uh, two body pieces, the feet. Man, where are you getting all right. your gold? Are you doing a, a trick or are you just I can farm so half much? a million gold in an hour. Where? I have a gem slime map. A gem slime map? I don't have a one A gem of those. slime drops 10,000 gold for every kill. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. So Man, I was still sitting there watching says football. says there are no metal slime leggings. Oh, well then I got everything. <laughs> so there you go. Have you, are you... You figure out where to get Aura Halcom to upgrade them? I got tons of those. You do? Yeah. Where do you get that? Using treasure chests. Oh, MKSs can drop it, can't they? Yeah, them too. Okay. I should check some stats. You should upgrade that stuff. You can upgrade it twice. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'm Make trying it, to get the Turn it from metal stuff. slime gear to liquid metal gear to metal king gear. Yeah, but it's, I don't know if it's better than the legacy stuff you can do. Uh, the other gear? Yeah, I don't know. But well, it's better against metals. You get bonus. Uh, you get bonus damage on metal slimes with that stuff. Oh, what do I care? I do five hundred damage to him anyway. Uh, all the time? No, just fifty percent crit attack. Yeah. Well, this this could uh, you stack enough, and you can just take them out with your metal slash or stuff like that. I guess. Then I'd have to use a sword. Oh, I'm sorry. I, anyway. I, that's the idea. <laughs> I think I'm well, yeah, I think there's enough. an axe really attack too and stuff. I don't know. Well, yeah, there's a spear attack and an axe attack. Whatever. So that's Dragon well, Quest. Well, apparently there's the uh, there's the summary of Dragon Quest for you. You grind yeah, no forever kidding. and then beat a cheap boss. That's right. That's, <laughs> that's all Actually, you've been playing, I, really, huh? I've I heard the uh, the boss you're supposed to get in March. Yeah. Or literally wipe the floor with most people, even oh, me. Good. So. We're supposed to, I think you're really supposed to revocate ten times and all that stuff. And it's like, man. You should only have to revocate twice. No, no, no. It's not about skills. I think your points go up, too. Oh, okay. 
even better. And also, I think when you, um, I think, well, I know the higher, the more you, you revocate, the more um, chances you get for the S rank grottos when you make new maps. So that's uh, something else. Bust Fentango. Oh. Cool. I'm learning new tips, apparently. I do have a Atribiti for the uh, hero, but I never use Fandango. I always use uh, Havilah. What Atribiti is? It's, a, it's one of the high-class fans. Oh. I don't have any of those. I found it in a dungeon. Hmm. Okay. The, the higher rank your dungeon, the more likely you'll get these weapons. Metal Slime Spear and Multithrust. Yeah, I bought the Metal Slime Spear, but I haven't tried Multithrust. I should try it. I've been using the Hero Spear because of the draining aspect. Ah, okay. Um, other than that, I guess played some split second last night. That's Raptor right. says I guess about three hours. Uh, yes. Wait, I kicked Chris's you get? butt. Yeah, he kicked my butt, but I had no cars unlocked. So let's make <laughs> it doesn't clear. matter. We were using rank one cars. Right. You just you had that one race. You had it, and then you just go flying off the wall. And I'm like, bye. <laughs> that was awesome. That was like right at the second to last turn. I'm like, where is he going? I thought you had a shortcut or something. Then you just drive right into the wall. And I'm like, I guess not. Yeah. I was proud of that. Oh, it's shoe week in DB. The heck is Gem Medley thing? Gem Medley? He's been grinding on Gem Medley thing. I don't know what a Gem Medley thing is. and Gem Slimes. Okay. Well, yeah, the Platinum uh, King Jewels. But I don't know what Jim. I guess that's his name for his map. What I don't are the know. Platinum King Jewels? They're twice the XP of Metal King Slimes, but they're a lot rarer. Oh, wow. You need to find a map with all them. I don't need to because um, I've never actually seen one with all one of those. Oh, those? Those are yucky. Gem medleys are boring. Oh. 1,000 gold. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, we should move on. Um, Anna, what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been playing more Dissidia, and I've been playing World of Warcraft, and I've been playing Warcraft 3. Yay! Oh, that's and right. I have come to appreciate WoW, particularly Northrend, more and more as I play through Warcraft 3. And it's just funny because... I, I, like, get to some of these cutscenes, and I'm, like, bouncing up and down because I'm, like, oh, my God, these are the exact same speeches that are in WoW, and now I have context for them, and they're so much cooler. <laughs> okay. It also, put, it also puts some of the character derailment in perspective. Yeah, you, oh, yeah, if, for if sure. You're, if you're the kind of person that believes that, that World of Warcraft drastically derailed certain characters, because um, I know some people have that opinion. I, I don't really know what you're referring to. Sorry. Uh, have you played Frozen Throne yet? No. Okay. I'm on the Undead to... campaign in the original game, so. She's not very far. <laughs> I've been taking up her time by uh, playing Star by watching StarCraft Two matches with her. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah, it has been. Oh, oh my gosh! Lead everybody, on. everybody! If you have interest in StarCraft Two. Find the Clyde versus Lenoch match from the season three of GSL. It is epic. Oh, it's two amazing. hours of StarCraft, and it is the best StarCraft we've ever seen. Yes. It was so good. Two ended up hours. Being... Yeah, yeah, the matches are long. These are yeah, the longest. Yeah. Three, but they were like 25 minutes through a match, and someone's computer crashed. Yeah. 
but uh so they decided to scrap that match and continue onwards and yeah they're just they're both really talented players and they were just countering each other so well that it took forever to get through the matches but they were really exciting while you were watching them it wasn't just like everybody was building up a big army for 20 minutes and then they fought for five and someone gave up it was just constant battles like almost every minute and so many tech switches back and forth and so many different units coming out it was just really cool when the game casters are telling you these are the best starcraft matches we've ever casted then that's a good sign so yeah how do you spell the the other guy's name i'm looking that up right now for you l-e-e-n-o-c-k and clyde is c-l-i-d-e yeah yeah clyde c-l-i-d-e versus lenock l-e-e-n-o-c-k-f-o-u lenock fou that's that last part is his teammate name yeah good stuff but it was long very very long yeah man i wanted to take a nap after that match (laughs) yeah so go check that out um and let's see who's that leave that leaves manny what have you been playing any picks or awards for us we already talked about it oh we did yeah what? Started playing some oh, the WoW. Yes, that's right. That's all you've been doing, huh? I've, it's been a busy week. Oh, okay. That's Lots fine. of cooking. Just Lots a little tiny bit of while. Oh, you've been doing some family stuff then, huh? No, just cooking. Oh. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the end. The end. Well, that's that wraps up our show then. Um, that's all we've got for you. Um, I'm still going to say go get Donkey Kong or put it in your Christmas list. Go get some WoW and get into that because that's really fun right now and you can get into it cheap. You don't even need the new expansion to do a lot of the new content. So go check that out. And um, I guess uh, keep waiting because very soon, this week, Golden Sun Dark Age comes out. So if you've been waiting for that. Dark Dawn? Dark Dawn. Okay. Where did I get Dark Age from? No idea. Okay. Golden Sun Dark Dawn comes out, and uh, I know a lot of people have been waiting for that. So if you've been waiting for some single-player RPG goodness, there you go. And I think this is uh, that's going to be it for your holiday setup. So I hope you're excited. I've got uh, Tales, Tales of Graces F comes out in Japan on December 3rd. Well, that doesn't um, help most that people. <laughs> no, but it, it certainly helps me. You can read that? No, it doesn't stop me from playing it. <laughs> You're just going to play it anyway. All right. Hey, what's for the Spirit of PS3? What's the point of an RPG if you can't understand the story? Well, okay, okay. I can actually understand some of it. The rest of it, I uh, just have to look up online or something. Ah, okay. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up. Thanks for everybody for listening. We'll be back next week, um, probably at a different time for a little while. And uh, but we'll figure that out and we'll post it on the forums so check out the thread for this one leave us your feedback in the thread for this one go to board.rpgamer.com and uh, the latest updates section and search for the RPG cast thread leave your feedback we love to hear it from you and include it in the show but until next week we'll see you then goodbye everybody bye now bye.